0: Hey there, welcome to the Snakebird Podcast. My name's Josh. And I'm Steve. Together we invite you to join us as we explore the mysteries of Scripture, the realm of God, and freedom through Christ. So spread out those wings and slither in place because this is is Snakebird. Snakebird. Hey, welcome Snakebirds to a brand new episode of The Cast. Today we're talking about talking Or more specifically, we're discussing our words and the impact, direction, and effect that they can have in our lives and the lives of those around us. That threw me
1: off. You're like, (laughs) we're talking about talking. That's great. (laughs) Oh, hey guys, we hope you had a great week since uh, we were last together, and we hope you're ready for today's powerful topic, the power of words. Yes. And I'm honestly surprised we haven't gotten into this one sooner because it's a very relevant topic for today. Uh, It doesn't matter what people group you're from or what generation you're from, words have a lasting impact on people, whether they admit it or not. So uh, Josh and I really felt this was one topic that needed to be spoken into. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and bring on the puns. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's kind of funny because like words are powerful. And with them, we can build up or we can tear down, we can encourage or bully or even belittle. We, yeah. But we need words. That's how we communicate and that's how we coordinate. That's how we negotiate and broker peace. I sound like I'm doing like a freestyle rap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's how we instruct and teach because we use our words.
1: Yeah. It's so true. And, uh, Obviously, we're going to be getting into to God's Word and Scripture. There, it has a lot to say about mm-hmm, words. It does. But I thought I would uh, bring some icebreaker quotes right from the get go of uh, just random famous people that have said quotes about words. I'm excited Is that cool about that. Yeah, please. Okay, cool. Um, one was: "Be mindful when it comes to your words. A string of some that don't mean much to you may stick with someone else for a lifetime." Uh, raise your words, not your voice. It's the rain that grows flowers, not thunder. Words are but pictures of our thoughts. That's kind of a cool way to think about words because they, they do reflect on what's in the inside. Here's the next one. The more articulate one is, the more dangerous words become. Oh. That one, that was pretty interesting, I thought. Yeah. Uh, how often misused words generate misleading thoughts. Mm. And sweet words are like honey A little may refresh But too much gluts the stomach And so those were some cool I thought almost proverb-like quotes That were from different people online And it's pretty obvious Everyone knows at least to some degree How powerful words can be and, uh, you know, speaking of Proverbs, that's where I went next, yeah. because they, there is a lot in, in Proverbs, too, mm-hmm. about words, as well as many other places.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. In fact, you talked about Proverbs. I noticed that 150 out of 915 Proverbs address our speech. Proverbs has more to say about our words than it does anything else in our lives, more than money, family, sexuality, anything. It's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. It really is. In fact, as we opened this study uh, in my study corner, I was, I was really surprised to see how much the Bible talked about how we speak and yes. how much it matters to God.
0: Yeah, and uh, you'll find it interesting to know that some estimate that women speak twice as many words a day as a man does. Yes. <laughs> but, Except but, when we're podcasting. But I, I meet you with noises. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you can talk about that if you want.
1: I've I heard a study once that says that kids, they did a study on, on uh, boys and girls on the playground, and they both made the same amount of vocal. Uh, noise, but the girls used <laughs> way more words and the boys was just like, psh, psh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which made say, it made me laugh so hard because I was like, I-, I can attest to that. That's that true. That takes me back. I have one of each. Yeah, so I, oh, okay. That's, and I remember myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> for sure. You you grab a stick and you start just going yeah, to town like it's a gun. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, the Bible has so much to say about words. Um. Jesus himself tells us in Matthew 12, 34 through 37, uh, "...out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. Mm. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. Uh, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. Mm. For by your words you'll be justified, and by your words you'll be condemned." And man, that was a, that was a heavy hitter. I mean, we should really keep these words of Jesus in our daily arsenal for living victoriously because our words are very important.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I've always thought that was such a profound verse and talking about like the Pharisees avoiding every single thing that they could do to contaminate themselves right they were like oh i don't touch this and i don't touch this and and jesus would say if there was a gnat that would fly into their mouth they would sit there just trying to vomit (laughs) and he's like it's not what comes from without that defiles you it's what comes from within and and they're probably just looking at him wide-eyed going what are you talking about and he's like no, it's the stuff from your heart, you you uh, yeah. whitewash tombs, yeah. you know. Because yeah. those, ref-
1: those <laughs> words reflect your heart. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. This study, it truly convicted me because I've worked in a construction environment my entire life. Mm. And half of that time, I did not keep a tight rein on my tongue. And I will admit that bad habit has followed me my whole life. Mm. I still struggle with this on a daily basis when I'm around these guys that I've been around my whole life, since yeah. childhood. And I'm not talking just about saying bad words, but like Jesus said there, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. And um, it should really encourage us all to do a spiritual inventory check, asking ourselves, you know, what are the motives behind my words? Uh, What do my words suggest is in my heart? Are my words life-giving or destructive to others or myself? So that's a lot of stuff that I had to ask myself. And I have for a while now, but um, this study really brought it out of me. It's just like, hey, you need to do another inventory check. Yeah. Because that's something I struggle with. Yeah.
0: And you don't know how it affects those around you as they listen to you, knowing your faith or, Mm -hmm. or observing your faith. I, I thought it was interesting that one pastor I read in preparation for this encouraged us to have stewardship of our words. Yeah. And that was something that I had to stop while I was studying and just chew on for a little while going, okay, we have stewardship of the gifts that God has given us, our finances. We try to be good stewards of a lot of different things in our lives as believers, but I never thought of stewardship of my speech. Yeah. Yeah and going, Hey, you know, when do I, when do I use what words and, and in what context? And, and are there things that I say that shouldn't be included in my, uh, (laughs) in my inventory or arsenal?
1: Yeah, well, that's true. And that's, it's a two, it's a two way street on that because something that is completely on your end coming from your heart of a place of sincerity and in holiness, even, Mm -hmm um someone you have to think about how those words will be received yes because the person receiving the words that you're giving might not be thinking at all the same thing you're meaning mm-hmm. and so and that's the whole that's the whole uh, thing that Paul talks about in a lot of cases where causing your brother to stumble there's a lot of things taken consideration not that we got to walk on eggshells cuz i i do think there there's a reverse danger these days of not offending anyone yes so it's a snake bird.
0: Balance. Yes, that's that's very true because there are times to use our words. Yeah. But they're never meant to be used to cause harm. Yeah. They're never meant to to break somebody down, but yeah. instead to build them up. Yeah, true,
1: true. While they might offend, that's not the intended mm-hmm. reason for them.
0: Yes. And if you're only using them as a yeah. firecracker, as a whip crack, you know, or whatever. Oh, yeah. If you're then...
1: using them intending to hurt people, that's different. Sometimes yes. they will hurt people just because they're true. Mm-hmm. And they it, it still might be righteous. But yeah,
0: what's the... I, we I have so many problems written.
1: I know there is so many scriptures on <laughs> this. There
0: is that um, better the harsh word of a friend than the like cold hug of a brother or something. It's it's was a that from Proverbs? Yes, yeah, it's, it's similar. That sounded that. like Proverbs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's the harsh rebuke of a of a brother, the harsh rebuke yeah. of a friend, and it's and it's somebody essentially telling you the truth, even though it hurts. Yeah. It, yeah, it's better than just another person, you know, patting you on the back and going, "Oh, I'm not going to confront you for." What you're doing is wrong. You yeah, know? very true.
1: So, Josh, I don't know where you go next, but uh, in my, my study, I
0: went right to James 1. I am right there with you. I've got a bunch of scripture, but I have James okay. as well. So, yeah. Okay, please. you want to go there next? Yeah, do it.
1: Okay, so James 1, um, starting in 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. And then James continues in verses 26 and 27, Those who consider themselves religious yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Mm -hmm. So there's a few different things in those verses that stood out to me, uh, one of which was being slow to speak in contrast to anger. Yes. Did you see that, Josh? Yes,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's very powerful. And right out of the gate, he just lays it out. Yeah. Um, I want you to... Be quick to listen. yes <laughs> and uh, and then contrast that with slow to speak. And then followed up by slow to become angry, and I—that's I, always been something that I remember my parents uh, wanting me to quote when I would kind of start to lose my stees. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know what? What is what does God ask us to do in this situation, Josh? And I'd be like, Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, it reminded me also of Proverbs ten nineteen: uh, Too much talk leads to sin. Hmm. But be sensible and keep your mouth shut. That—that oh, that was go. the uh, New Living Translation, and I, I really. Really appreciate that blunt translation because if there was ever a day where we needed to hear that type of verse, it would be the the age in which we live right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how often do you see arguments either started or walked up on where someone pours gas on a fire that's already out of control? Yes, and it just escalates things to such a degree that nobody walks away any wiser. But if we were to first stop, and consider James 1 and the wisdom of of listening first, speaking less, I believe that we very well could build a bridge where people don't simply hate each other just because, you know, they took that time to listen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it reminded me of that uh, verse from Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 2, that says, "'Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth, so let your words be few.'" A dream comes when there are many cares and many words mark the speech of a fool. It says a dream comes it says could dream you read that comes. again yeah let me I read that uh possibly from the new living so let me pull it up in my other version here that's that's just
1: so interesting. Yes. I've never heard because I've yeah that that uh I had a dream last night. And I want to <laughs> dive into this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: I have to find the Book of Ecclesiastes. Okay, uh, do not be rash with your mouth, and do not let your heart utter anything hastily before God, for God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few, for a dream comes through much activity, and a fool's voice is known by his many words. There you
1: go. It that's says, just such a. That's just such a cool bunch of ideas put in the same right in the same sentences yeah. there that's so cool
0: yeah i i've thought it was really interesting
1: yeah it really is and
0: i know that um what they're trying to talk about is like if you see god don't just start rattling off like i'm gonna do this for you yeah. but i also feel like in the context of what we're talking about um slow to speak you know quick to listen is yeah. just don't be out there just running your mouth
1: well, and you know, another thing it makes me think about uh, in light of that scripture you just read is is don't be quick to say it even in your heart. Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, Jesus, they, they brought the, the commandments to Jesus, the Old Testament law. And Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Yes. If you even look at a woman, that's adultery. Mm-hmm. If you even do these things, and he's talking about this internal um, thing that's going on in somebody. So I, I think about that. Maybe some quick judgments we might make towards another person for whatever reason we say in our heart yeah. and we forget. Yeah. That's a temple God's living in. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're bringing that forth yes. within us. Yeah. So that's that's very
0: interesting. Yeah. And remember you mentioned that Matthew scripture earlier? Yes. I was getting a Matthew scripture and a Mark scripture uh, that I had in my notes. Uh, passage. Let me just say that. I'm saying scripture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a Mark passage. Um, confused. Oh, the okay. Mark passage I had was from chapter seven. And it says, and Jesus said, it is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure in those the context of those two passages, they were Probably pretty close together, or it was just another one of those confrontational meetings that Jesus had yeah. with the the with, scribes and the Pharisees. With
1: so many different scribes and Pharisees, yes. I'm sure the conversation was had a few times. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know what I Where mean. He's like, I'm
0: trying to call you out because I'm trying to wake you up.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I wonder sometimes if the apostles are talking and they're like, you remember that time when Jesus did this? And he's yes. like, yeah, but it wasn't at that town, it was at yeah, this town. And he's yeah. like, no, it was at it, that town. It was over like, here. You weren't paying attention when he did it at that town. <laughs> I remember, we had tacos. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so one more thing, just while we're kind of in this um, area of the topic, is... When it comes to um, words that that offend quickly and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, this is one I don't think many consider, but maybe, just maybe, the person that gets you so riled up isn't good with words. Um, and what I mean by that is is sometimes people lack the ability to translate what they're trying to say with the proper words to say them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those who hear that miscommunication just jump all over the opportunity to to shut them down real quick. And in their mind, they think they're educating them. But the reality is we might also be isolating and stereotyping mm-hmm. them when we we might simply be misunderstanding them okay and that's that's one thing I thought about with words because there's a lot of times that people speak on impulse and uh it's just simply misunderstood
0: mm-hmm. no, that's very true um there are some people that are just super eloquent, and the moment that they open their mouths everything that they want to say in the order that they want to say it yeah. comes out. And then there's others where it's almost like verbal vomit. <laughs> and
1: yeah. you
0: kind of like tried to parse through you the, impulsively, the, the, <laughs> the wreckage, you know, and you're like, what are you actually trying to say here? Yeah. And, and I, I've been uh, at least <laughs> known to have a little bit of both at times. I
1: think we all do. Yeah.
0: So it's just one of those things where I'm like, okay, What is the heart behind? Because that's, I think, the identifying moniker that you want to have is like, what is this person? um, Who are they in my life? Because I think we'll probably talk more into this, but we have to be careful who we allow to really speak into our lives because there are people that are going to try to say stuff that it's just not healthy and helpful for us.
1: Yeah. And to be mature enough to decipher, am I shutting them off because I don't like the truth they're speaking, mm-hmm. or am I shutting them off because I know for a fact what they're speaking isn't true? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I did have a little bit more for like a person that finds themselves in a situation um, pretty much constantly where people are misunderstanding you. Uh, and I have been this person many times, uh, I love to lean on Proverbs seventeen twenty eight. 28. Uh, Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent mm-hmm. and discerning if they hold their tongues. So it, it really doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you're on, whether you're uh, the most articulate or not the best with expressing yourself, all of us can learn from holding our tongue and listening more. Because let's face it, we all can learn and grow from each other regardless of how much knowledge we think we have. Yeah, I think of Romans one twenty two. although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. And while that verse in context is, is speaking of idolatry, we should remember that, that placing anything in the place of God, that's idolatry. And there are many cases where we speak our will into others rather than God's will, which that's, that's something to chew on, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know this is very cliche, but my parents used to say, "God gave you two ears and one mouth." <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so there should be double the listen and half the speaking. Right. <laughs> but I do, I do agree with that proverb because it's what is it? The fool is not thought to be a fool when he's silent until yeah. he opens his mouth and reveals all doubt or removes all doubt. So yeah, I, I've just I've heard that as well, and and it does align very much. Yeah, it makes me think of that movie where the the ladies see the really um, cute like lifeguard or whatever across the pool, and he comes over, but he opens his mouth and he's got a super high voice. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I think
1: I've seen like yeah. little uh, short What's
0: video. What's up, ladies? <laughs> 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 and they're just laughing at him because like oh my, yeah, he's he's not a fool, but it just it was yeah. a it was a pretty funny moment. <laughs> That's funny.
1: Okay, well, we're not going to just hang around the negative the whole time on the words. Um, we know that words can give life. And I know there's, there's more to say on the warning side of words, but even more important than the negative is the positive that words can do. Um, let's look at John six sixty three, which says, The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. And in this verse, it is Jesus speaking, but when we study the New Testament, we discover that as we grow in the Spirit, we develop the mind of Christ, and through that becoming more like Jesus, we become sort of a conduit where God's life-giving words can come through us as well. Hmm. Uh, The prophet Isaiah was well aware of God's words that were used through him, as he says in Isaiah 54, the sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He awakens me morning by morning, awakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. Mm. And also Proverbs 16:24 24 says, uh, Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Yeah, that sounds a lot like one of the... Uh, secular quotes at the beginning. They obviously mm-hmm. stole yeah. that.
0: Yeah, I, I I honestly thought that you were sneaking in a proverb. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> those stealers. Uh, one thing that I thought about with words uh, that speak life into people is the fact that we don't always feel like speaking good to certain people. Uh, we all have those certain people that, honestly, they don't deserve good words, and it can be extremely hard to speak life into certain individuals So at this point, I would mention uh, that term agape love. When we discussed love on our Valentine's episode, we saw that agape love, uh, the love that God has for us, it's not based on emotion. It's based on a choice. So while certain people very well might not deserve our agape words, we should remember that neither do we. Mm -hmm. Yet God gives them to us anyway, and he gives us that love anyway. So speaking life into others, it's a choice that we make. That's not based on emotion.
0: Yes. Yeah. So
1: I thought that was one really important thing to point out. And and it's going to be ironic because on the flip side, I have more to say on the emotional side,
0: but <laughs> yeah, yeah. You made me think of, um, one of my favorite verses that I've ever heard. It's Colossians four, six. It says, let your speech always be with grace yeah. seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer each one. And I mean, just thinking Always be with grace, seasoned with salt. Mm. And I think, you know, a lot of times I look at my filter, you know, and I'm like, yeah. is it grace? Is you know, is the grace filter turned on, or is like the the salty like sea sailor? You know, like you know? Err. no kidding, Kiszalski, you That's forgot so... to turn in your paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> like she's so she's so mean, yeah, you know. But um, anyway. Well, that may, that makes me think of how important
1: it is for us to get refilled yes. by the Spirit. Because I think of Jesus' words, if the salt loses its saltiness, mm-hmm. how can it become salty well, again?
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to. Oh, is, is okay. The salt is like that preserving nature yes. in society where it's like you are the light of the world. You are the salt it's of the It's a earth.
1: noticeable flavor mm-hmm. that when the filter gets turned off, yeah, you're not different.
0: yeah. You, you taste bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not preserving anything. You're not adding anything to the conversation. You're not seasoning anything. And yeah. uh, it just like, what would my life look like if every word I spoke was with grace? You know, somebody cuts you off instead of going, hey, jerk, you know, you're going, "Yeah, God bless you. I'm going to pray for you. Wherever you're trying to get to in a hurry. It'd be life changing. You know, exactly. For everyone you bump yeah. into. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. This sounds so strange, but we watched the, uh, and I know I'm talking about movies tonight and I'm sorry if anybody's like, why are you talking about movies? We watched the, won't you be my neighbor? Um, I think, or beautiful day in the neighborhood with Tom Hanks. Oh yeah. Where he I've was been portray- wanting to see that. He was portraying Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And I don't know how close his representation of Mr. Rogers was, but I know Mr. Rogers had devout faith and- when somebody would come and talk to him, the way that Tom Hanks was portraying him was he was so interested in what was going on in that person's life. And he was so sincere about, I'm going to pray for you. I'm concerned about how you're doing. I'm going to ask every time I see you. And it just, it made me have this mindset of what if you could walk like this man and really care about people and not, not go, how's it going? Oh, good. Well, let me tell you what's going on in my life. You know, like, cause I mean, there's so many times where I go, what's up? And you know, and I really don't care what's up with that person. That's yeah. That's so
1: true. Did you have that in your notes by the way? No. That, that's so divine because oh. <laughs> that's like right where we go next oh, in my good. notes. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's So cool. Sorry if I
0: jumped on your toes. No, not at all. All right, that was
1: that's perfect. Um, and I want to see that movie. By the way, okay, bad. is is it out on like Prime? Or?
0: We watched it on yeah, one of those. Okay. I'll I think it was it. Prime. It was Amazon Prime. i you know, I'll sponsored into the Google. And we'll we'll try to find it. If you want to sponsor us Amazon Prime <laughs> yeah. Snakebird podcast, you just Boom. got like
1: two extra viewers. <laughs> <laughs> we made a difference, all right? Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> All right. So, let me um let me jump into this next part in my notes. Uh whenever I, I think about this topic outside of biblical realms, I always remember uh, the words from a modern wise man that once said, people will not remember what you do nearly as much as how you make them feel. Mm. And I believe this is currently a very wise thing to consider. And what I'm fixing to say is probably going to sound somewhat controversial, but the reason this is relevant is because of our human nature. And sometimes the only way to get your foot in the door to plant a seed is through how you make someone feel. Now I already know what some of you are thinking out there because this sounds like flattery. And there's an enormous amount of warning about in, in Scripture about manipulating others with flattery. So just hear me out on this for a second. In 1 Corinthians 9, 19-23, Paul says that to the Jews he became a Jew to win the Jews. To the Gentiles he became a Gentile to win the Gentiles. And to the weak he became weak so that he has become all things to all men in order to save as many as possible. And to some out there, this might seem like flattery or maybe even pluralism, but that's not what it is at all. No. What Paul is talking about here is caring enough about others that you study them. You find out what they like, what their hobbies are, what excites them, and not in a stalkerish way, obviously. Mm -hmm. But we do this not because we want to trick them, but because we actually do want to know them closer. We want to know them in the body of Christ. But the key is sincere interest in that person, like you were saying, Josh. Mm -hmm. Uh, There have been uh, Christian brothers and sisters in my past who have shown me through kind words that they had an interest and concern in me, like a sincere concern. And you can see it on their face when they're talking to you. It's not like you said, how are you doing? And you initiated the conversation, and then they're like, oh, I didn't expect you to respond in more than one (laughs) sentence. Yeah. i got to go. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And those experiences have stuck in my memory more than any others. People remember how you make them feel and when you speak life into others the way god has spoken life into you then they start to develop a longing to know the one you know and that will be glorifying to god mm-hmm. and so i think the key is sincerity yes. in that um are you are you playing a certain way in order to you know play someone's emotions i guess you could possibly say that but the key is if it's sincere or not
0: yeah Yeah, I think there's a very, very distinguished line between um, manipulation and sincerity of like really desiring to know this person and know what's going on in their lives. And I feel like even Jesus exemplified that when he was with the woman at the well, he wasn't like. Listen, I'm trying to save you so you can reach out and tell your neighbors about me and then I can save them. He was vastly interested in what was going on with her. And to every person he met, as we looked in scripture, they were the most important person to him as he was visiting with them. Nicodemus, um, the woman at the well, Zacchaeus, so many lives touched. Even um, remember the blind guy from John chapter nine? We were joking about him earlier before we started recording, but Jesus, you know, he healed him and then he got harassed and Jesus came back and found him again. And, and just like, <laughs> I mean, he was very invested in people and yeah, man, I would love to have that. And I, and it's something that I aspire to not, I want to be more like Jesus than Mr. Rogers for sure. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like how they showed that Mr. Rogers was actually exemplifying Jesus because later on in the movie, it showed him kneeling by his bed, praying for each of these people that he had met along the movie oh, wow. out loud by name. So cool. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, we know that Jesus exemplified that as well. Yeah. As he prayed for people. No
1: doubt. Yeah. Right on. So – um the next area I went Josh and, and obviously jump in wherever uh if you if you had anything to add uh, before this but I went to silly and unwholesome talk.
0: Okay. Next. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Okay, cool. <laughs> I
1: do all that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, so the topic of silly and unwholesome talk is one that strikes blood with me. Uh, anyone who knows me knows that I tend to make a joke out of nearly everything, and sometimes it does land on on the darker side of humor. Mm. And I, I just love to laugh. Ever since I was a child, um, I just find such fulfillment at times to pass the day with more laughter than seriousness. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just what I do. It's what I've always done, um, which I'm, you know, I know I'm a new creation now. Yes. And so... Let's read these verses real quick because I think this will strike a chord with with plenty of listeners out there as it has me. Ephesians 5, 4-7 says, "'Let there be no filthiness or foolish talk "'nor crude joking which are out of place, "'but instead let there be thanksgiving. "'For you may be sure of this, "'that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure "'or is covetous, that is, an idolater, "'has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. "'Let no one deceive you with empty words.' For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partakers with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Mm. So we see here that Paul categorizes crude joking and silly talk with those who are sexually immoral, idolaters, and those who will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Uh And I'm not going to lie. I've struggled with that verse throughout my life. It's one of those verses that like, if I'm doing the every year Bible, um, you know, read the Bible in a year, I get to it and it strikes a chord with me Mm -hmm. and I'm like, next verse, you know, because I know I have an issue with it. So it's one of those, it's one of those that gets me. And I will say the point that Paul is making here, it might be obvious to some, but in our modern day, what exactly is foolish talk and crude joking? Because I guarantee that if I were to pull 10 random people out there, I would get at least 5 to 10 different answers to what they would consider foolish or unwholesome talk. Mm. Um, we do live in a different culture now, and I understand that certain things change, but the heart, what God looks at in a human being, that must be pure no matter what age you're in. Yes, yes. Uh, and when I say age, I'm not talking about 10 to 15. You know, I'll tell you, yeah. So. Uh, the church age. Yeah, the, church, yes. The now age. Historical yeah. age. Um, but, but some people would derive their answers from traditions, whether biblical or not, and they would be offended by almost all humor. I even heard a, a guest speaker one time on a James Dobson interview say that sarcasm should never come out of a Christian's mouth and that it was a demonic way of speaking that was evil in every way. Wow. Sarcasm, period. And yet we have professing believers who write columns for Babylon B, whose very livelihood is dependent upon sarcasm. Mm -hmm. And to be frank here, I mean, while we do have to figure out a way not to to, uh, cause our brother or sister to stumble, we also have to recognize that not everyone will agree on every angle of interpretation. Mm. Um, The balance that we have to maintain is that of the conscience and God's word. And while God's word in some places is interpreted in different ways, I don't believe the Holy Spirit within us is up for interpretation by others. The Holy Spirit within us will convict us in these areas of unwholesome talk, I believe. Uh, obviously, if you are aware of another believer who's offended by certain things that your conscience is clear of, then refrain from those things around those brothers or sisters, and not with a judging heart either. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not one of those things It's like, well, I've got this extra knowledge, I know it's not bad, and they don't. That's Don't be like that. Yes. You know, I mean... Don't be judgmental towards them. Just don't do it around them. Mm -hmm. But you also may be surprised to find that there are things that we laugh at, things that we joke about that are in conflict with God's very spirit within us. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to our words of humor, I would encourage anyone listening to weigh some honest questions in the scales. Uh, Is this harmless humor or is it actually sin? Is this uplifting in a humorous way or does this misrepresent God who... I am an ambassador of. Hmm. These are obvious questions that, that can only be answered within each of our lives, but they are definitely something that the Bible teaches us to consider. So I, I know I had to bring that up because yeah. it's part of our words and, and it's part of my words.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I understand. Um, it's funny because the church in Ephesus must have really been going through something because... Earlier in chapter 4, verse 29, there's another verse that says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean... I, I feel like Paul as the writer really had to focus on that with them because right. whatever was going on, he saw it as maybe a rampant kind of thing, an epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, but you just unlocked a whole part of my memory that I'd forgotten um, with your talk about the, the sarcasm deal. Yeah. Cause I remember when I was in college at, at Bible college, there was a professor that came in and he was staying with us for a week and we had the, the privilege of having him in the dorm next door to ours. Okay. And of course we're eight guys in a room, which sounds terrible, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, and we, we used to just laugh and laugh and laugh. And I remember one time he came out and he had his like t-shirt tucked into his boxers and his face was as red as, as anything could get. And he was, he was basically telling us we were going to hell for laughing as loud as we were. <laughs> and, uh, and he then at the lecture hall the next day, I mean, he just railed on some of the things and we were like, man, that was innocent. Yeah. And and it was nothing. And, and he just was not having it. Yeah. And, you know, it is one of those things where I, in my own heart have to really check, like, um, They always talk about the water cooler jokes, you know, and, and I remember being at an office environment where somebody starts a joke and you know, it's not going the right way.
1: Oh yeah. You know, and you're like,
0: this is, this is foul. And Mm -hmm. in my heart at times I had to go, I'm going to just, I'm going to be a believer and walk away before I know that I'll either laugh at this or, um, set a, a poor example yeah, You know, and so it is one of those things that's difficult because I tell I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, I think God loves humor because otherwise he wouldn't have made us to laugh so much. Yeah. You know, we've we watched shows like Wipeout or, or things on TV that are just hilarious. You know, when you start laughing so hard that you don't know if you're even going to still be able to breathe. Yeah. And I have to believe that God instilled that spirit in us. No doubt. But... There is that point of going, is this harmful to someone? Is it, is it tearing them down or is it building them up or is it at the expense of someone's, um, true nature? You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. it, that's and, it and, and not sin. only
1: weighing it is this harmful to them or me yes but is this a disgrace towards the holy god living in me yes so there's you know a lot of times i think we think about either ourselves or others what they think or mm-hmm. what we think but yeah. to remember that the, the temple is within us and, yes and to be we must be holy for he is holy is
0: this a betrayal of god's nature within me
1: exactly mm-hmm. yeah and it's Boy, I got to tell you, it's it's one I got to work on on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I have to pay attention to it um, daily. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's where that filter comes back too. Yeah, you
1: know the Holy Spirit filter because you're like, okay, exactly. All right. So um, the next the next thing I had down here was um, that words are transparent, and uh, just like a weapon or tool in somebody's hand, uh, words can either be deadly or life giving. We've discussed some of this already. And now is a very important time to understand that, because it seems that every day I see more and more cases where words are misused or misunderstood, and it just grows like cancer, sometimes sticking with people for the rest of their lives. And at the beginning of the episode, we discussed Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 12, where our words reflect what's inside. When we speak, we're more transparent than we think we are. I think oftentimes we get this idea that that no one can read our minds, but what we don't realize is the fact that people can see more than we think they can see. Hmm. Um, One example I can't help but think about is someone I've known in the past who has no idea how transparent their words are. And I'm just going to give some quick examples here because I've seen it a lot in in different cases. But um, when, when someone walks into their house, they'll say, Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry for the mess. I promise it it never looks like this usually. And you look around and you see fresh vacuum marks and the receipt on the table where the paid cleaning service (laughs) had just left (laughs) and their house is completely detailed. And and to people who hear this, they realize that this is just an Instagram photo shoot, but the facade is completely transparent. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another example from the same person, actually, uh, is where some... I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus here. It's just... It's so relevant. (laughs) Getting Um, out. (laughs) This is not a venting. I promise I'm not venting. But uh, it's where someone uh, is, like, obviously overweight at the table, and they'll be sitting there, and and the person who's a complete health nut with 2% body fat says something like, oh, my goodness, I've got to work on my weight. I'm getting so fat. Do you see this? This spare tire right here? And they're literally 2% body fat. Yeah. And people can see through this, you know, I I hope it doesn't sound like I'm trying to pick on, on people here, but the reason I bring this up is I've seen it. I've seen it so many times and it shows just how transparent our words really are. Mm -hmm. There are ways that we use our words that either destroy or build up either way. It can change someone's life. Jesus has given us a duty, I believe, to serve others and not ourselves. So I, I would encourage you to to think about your words before you speak them. Uh, will your words give life? Are they going to destroy? Are your words centered around painting yourself in a certain light? Mm. Or do your words speak and reflect the love of Jesus to others in order to build them up? These are all such groundbreaking questions, I think, that that really have the potential to change people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people ask them enough. I think we're so narcissistic these days that we just go through life with tunnel vision and we just say things that reflect light on us. Mm -hmm. And so I I just see that so much. And and I had to mention it. Not picking on anyone, but I had to mention that. Yeah,
0: well... You know, Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Um, and I also looked this up in the message, and I thought it was really uh, a good translation. It says, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Oh, yeah. And that's how it goes. But you're right. We're very self-centered. And a lot of times our words are a deflection of how we feel or, or what we want people to perceive about us. And A so, defense mechanism. Yeah, the, exactly. It's that flight, fight or freeze, you know, and it's yeah. like, <laughs> um, you know, I. Fight, I, flight I, or look at him. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, what about him, God? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so true. We got to pay attention to our words. It really matters.
0: Yeah, and I found my new favorite psalm to pray this week. Uh, Psalm 141.3. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Mm. I mean, and just all of the encouragement that I received from this uh, study was to try to speak a little bit less. Yeah. You know, I know we do a podcast where we have to talk. But I also want to have even what we say on this filtered through the Holy Spirit, making sure that we're not out there um, hurting anyone's feelings, in a sense. I mean, we we if we're going to offend, we want to do it because it's the Spirit that's convicting you, not these two idiots that are condemning you.
1: Yeah. You know? we, we want it to come from the heart of God. Yeah. And the Bible does a, a, a little of both on the emotional side of that, but... We want it to be righteous, and we've got to watch ourselves, Josh and I both. we yeah. to—we got to watch our tongues and, and our thoughts and our motives behind what we're trying to push. You know, it, it can't be us. It's got yeah. to be God. It's got to be looking into what he says.
0: Well, and I was thinking, um, as I was editing a couple of shows back— I said two things that were completely, absolutely wrong. And, and as soon as I said them, I was like, well, you know nothing about the Bible, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, and and I just thought of that proverb that said in the multitude of words, there's sin and yeah. it's going to happen. And that's another reason for us to try to not speak as much. Um, even James in James chapter three talks about uh, brothers, Let not many of you become teachers because you know that uh, you who teach will be uh, more strictly judged. Yeah. And, um, the, the context of that was so many people were getting on board to teach the Bible right in Jesus's day or, or post Jesus that uh, they were just excited to talk about it. And James is like, Hey, don't you understand that you have to be accountable for what you say? Yeah, And I think there's that accountability is actually a good check in our spirit of going, okay, I I want to be responsible for the things that come out of my mouth. Yes. You know, because if you read that whole chapter, he goes on to talk about in the power of the tongue is the ability to burn whole forest down, mm-hmm. And it's like a rudder on a ship and it's able to steer this huge boat. And, and yeah. yet it's a tiny piece. And it's, it's um, also full of deadly poison if we're not careful. And, and In all of that, there's the power to direct, the power to destroy, but also there's the power to delight because it can be a fountain and it can be a spring of fresh water. And it also can be a fig tree that bears fruit. And so, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like, um, God's created everything. It's just man that corrupts it. That's true. You know, uh, And while we're talking about Proverbs, if it's okay, I found um, seven characteristics of the words of the righteous in Proverbs chapter 10, and it's this really neat compare and contrast. So I wanted to go through those seven things real quick, if that's all right. Yeah. So um, in verse 11, it says, the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Verse 13 is the second one. Wisdom is found on the lips of him who has understanding, but a rod is for the back of him who is devoid of understanding. So you're finding fountain of life, wisdom. Number three, in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking. I just said this verse, but he who restrains his lips, wise is he. Number four, in verse 20, the tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. Number five, verse 21, the lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. Number six, verse 31, the mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut out. And then uh, lastly, number seven, verse 32, the lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked know what is perverse. And, And it just seems like when we filter our words through the Lord, we're always gonna be pleasing to him. And when we start to take over and we start to speak from our own flesh,
1: yeah.
0: we're we're gonna we're gonna jack some people up.
1: You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just such an important topic because I, I don't think people realize how important their words are. Mm-hmm. Um, when even when it comes to to um, the the building up or the the tearing down of people, but even just just uh, carelessness in how you speak about the things you believe mm-hmm. and whatnot. I mean, there's just so much power that sticks with people. I, I look back on my entire life and I, I remember these little. These little still shots, moments in my life where just a phrase was said. Yes. Whether good or bad. And it's just, it's stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And, and in some cases, it's directed the direction I've, I've gone in how I do certain things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there are those times where you just say something silly. Yeah. You know, I, I went back to another Bible story. I thought about Jephthah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fun one to say. Um, judges. Chapter eleven verse thirty and it says When Jephthah made a vow to the Lord, if you give the Ammonites into my hands, whatever comes out of the door of my house to meet me, when I return in triumph from the Ammonites will be the Lord's, and I will sacrifice it as a burnt offering. Oh yeah. And the first thing that runs out of his door, his daughter. Yeah. And and okay, there's a lot there's a lot going <laughs> uh, on there. Yeah, there's a lot going on there because there's a lot of people that don't think that he actually like burnt sacrifice you yeah, know choose your words wisely Josh. yeah, yeah I, I didn't know if we need to go into the theological implication of Jephthah because I don't we'll really do it, we'll do it on a profile okay okay because I don't think he burned his daughter at the stake because God doesn't require human sacrifice yeah I agree yeah okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but your point to your point he spoke quickly and impulsively rashly, mm-hmm. rashly and that's what that's what happens uh you know Proverbs 12:18 says the word of the reckless pierce like swords and um, also, Proverbs eighteen seven says the the mouths of fools are their undoing; their lips are a snare to their very lives. Mm-hmm. And it's I well, we probably already read those. There's so many different ones, but it, it really is so true that if you speak quickly, you might say something you don't even believe, something you don't even want to do, but you just spoke quickly and you said something you didn't even you didn't even mean.
0: Yes, yeah. And you get excited and and things happen. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I said that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even mean that. I don't believe that. I don't know why I said that. You know, and then other people that can change their view of you. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's it's such power behind the words. Yeah.
0: And, you know, there's there's a lot of power in awkward silence as you contemplate what you're going to say. That's true. Because. That can be used as a weapon too, though. Oh, yeah. No, it can.
1: <laughs> the whole cold shoulder type deal. No, it, it's like, it, hmm. it can.
0: I just, <laughs> I know that sometimes there is power in contemplating how to respond. For sure. And even that momentary prayer that you can have Very as true. you're taking a, an inhale going, God, how am I going to answer this person's request or their, their question? Yeah. Because, Very true. You know, at times, <laughs> I just think I know. Uh, I've had some some voids in conversations where it's like, "What are they thinking?" But I feel like that person was trying to reach into that well of wisdom yeah. to not just speak rashly.
1: Yeah. Sometimes your face is just red, and you got that <laughs> vein popping out, and you're just like, "I'm being quiet right oh, now." Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and and I like that you said that because. How we say what we say is important as well. It is. You know, calm, you know, cool demeanor and not like, ah, yeah, I love you, brother. You know? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of a guy that I saw running the other day and he was running past me as I was driving on the road and he was, his face just. It just screamed, I hate running. He was just, cock, 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 just running down the road.
0: It just made me think of that. Yeah. So off topic. My, my apologies. It makes me think of the word visage. Visage. His visage was very violent. <laughs> Uh, so i just had a couple little less things um just a few things that i found while i was studying one of those uh this quote that says when you're going through adversity realize the tremendous power of your words and tell yourself i will watch the words that come out of my mouth this is a chance to die to myself and live for jesus
1: Hmm.
0: this is a chance to die to myself and live for jesus and that's what happens when we allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us and not just ourselves. Yeah. And then um, there's that quote that says, watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Watch your actions. They become your habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. Watch your character. It becomes your destiny.
1: Yeah.
0: And part of that is your words. Yeah. That's you know,
1: such a true quote there. It is.
0: It is, and, and then, it's the
1: birthing of sin. Yeah, it, yeah, thought, yeah, to, to speak, yes, to do, yes, to,
0: it's the progression. It is exactly so accurate. Yeah, and it can be progressed towards holiness, or it can be progressed towards death. Yeah, yeah, um, and then the last thing I'd have to say about words is your words matter because they have weight. Your words have weight because no matter who you are, you have influence and your words matter because people matter. Mm-hmm. You know, and and whether we realize it or not, we can tear down. I'll never forget the times where I've been talking in a group and and maybe been joking about somebody the way that you shouldn't be joking about the, yeah. you know that person and then hear a, a snippet of it and just feel crushed. Yeah. Or <laughs> this is this is the Josh special be texting someone about someone and accidentally, accidentally send, it to, that send person? it to that person. Mercy. It's happened twice in my life. And Have both mercy. times I've thought this may be the end. <laughs> <laughs> I may not want to live after this.
1: <laughs> That's one of those stomach dropping moments. Yes. You're like, Oh no. Yeah,
0: <laughs> And both times I'm like, I go back to being a Proverbs 30, verse 2 yeah. man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm more stupid than any other man, and I have no knowledge of the Holy One. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, brother. <laughs> no, no. I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> those, <laughs> I, just,
1: I, I just, I'm thinking, I'm so visual, and I'm thinking, about, yeah.
0: I'm I, i I'm reliving both those instances right now. I can and, see it on your face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm white as a ghost, <laughs> just honestly. Just got that. Ugh. I'm As we record this, I'm, I have a summer cold, so I don't sound to me like I normally do anyway. And now I just feel that much more sick because, <laughs> oh man, my stomach just dropped again just thinking oh, about it. Well. I was practicing silence. i like it (laughs) did that awkward
1: moment for y'all listener i was trying to be a good example yeah
0: (laughs) if i edit this i'm gonna add 30 extra seconds seconds of silence (laughs) people are like smacking their phones like what what happened (laughs) yeah my phone froze where'd they go
1: yeah don't worry it was a it was an illustration (laughs) 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 but yeah guys it's um it's such an important topic the power of words um it, it's so much to consider. I think that that we should all, on a daily basis, give thought before speaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean it's, that's such like you said; it's very cliche that our moms have told us these things since we were children. But we do we need to think before we speak mm-hmm. because I don't care if you see yourself in a certain light. Maybe you are a janitor at Goldman Sachs, and everyone you walk around all day long is in $3,000 suits, and you see yourself in that light, there are things that you can say that it doesn't matter if you're talking to the CEO of that company. There's things that you can say, like Joshua said a second ago, that hold weight. And when the Spirit moves on people and you say things that are in God's strength and in God's righteousness, you can have weight. In someone else's life. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the butterfly effect, but that is so relevant in this conversation. Mm -hmm. You can say something, whether life-giving or life-taking to someone, that can cause a butterfly effect in their life. And maybe you get to heaven one day and they come up to you and you're like, do you remember this one time? Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, I don't. Like, well, I do. Yeah. And that's why I'm here. Yeah. Just think about that.
0: I've had that happen to a degree here on earth and I can't wait to have, you know, to see what kind of effect that would have in heaven. But still somebody come up to you years later and go, did you know that you were that encouraging to me? And you're like, I don't, I don't, all I remember was you said pass the salt, You know, (laughs) but you never know. But you passed it. That's right. (laughs) Well, and I just, I feel like, you were talking about taking spiritual inventory of what you say. And I feel like if you are somebody who's contemplative, don't be afraid to take time at the end of your day and say, what did I say today? Yeah. And what can I do tomorrow by the power of God's Holy spirit working in and through me Yeah. do better? What can I, how can I encourage better? Yeah. Because we all, we're always growing. Yeah. Everybody has a chance to grow.
1: Hey, and if you're anything like me, You're going to come to the end of some of your days and you're going to say, you know, I I flat out blew it. I didn't say I don't think a single thing today that brought glory to God, Mm. life-taking things. You have new mercies every morning. Mm. And the next day, God is ready to use you. And you just have to put forth, you do put forth some effort in this. Go to God uh, and, and ask him to help you in this at the very beginning of your day. And your words matter.
0: Yes. You can make a big difference in yes. that way. And be sincere. Don't be the,
1: oh, everything's good, brother. Amen. You know, yeah.
0: don't yeah, don't throw don't,
1: those out there. For sure. Yeah. Be honest about situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes your life-giving words might be in some very dark moments and you don't have to try to paint it light, you know, mm-hmm. rose-colored shades when, when it's not. But, yeah. but your words still matter.
0: Conviction matched with sincerity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well put. So that's that's our words episode, <laughs> as I as words. I say so eloquently. <laughs> that's that's uh, our 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 wor- words. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, there's no doubt we missed some angles of, of things we could have talked about in this. The Bible says so much about it, mm-hmm. but we hope you were encouraged. And um, it, it gave you some, um, some things to think about in your daily walk. And, and please reach out to us if this episode is, is uh, laying it on your heart or if there's any other topics you have
0: you want to send our way. Yeah, we would love to hear your words on this. That we would. <laughs> yeah, so please reach out. You can do so by Facebook. You can uh, send us an email directly to connect at be a snakebird. Uh, we'd also like to have some of your words in a review if you feel so kindly uh, yeah, on Apple too. Podcasts. That would be great. Oh, are you going to do that? Oh, is that yeah, uh, if
1: you could put some digital words on <laughs> the review section, yes, matched <laughs> with a five star rating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome.
0: <laughs> so dumb. Oh, man. We love
1: you guys. We really
0: do. We're so, I can't express uh, right now because I don't have the words um, how excited I am to just get on and look and see where all the listens come from and know that. Uh, to each one of you you might just be a name of a city out there but i'm praying for you columbus ohio <laughs> you know yeah. i'm praying for the people that listen in maryland and the people that tune in new mexico all, yeah all the time from even here in texas and all those and internationally yeah like we say all the time
1: yeah yeah please reach out to us guys we, we do not just a cliche We want to hear your words we want to hear from you so please reach out and thank you for tuning in with us we love you. We're in the body of Christ together, and it just gives me so much joy to, to get with Josh every week and know that it's not just me and him in this room. That's right. So we love that. Anyway, guys, remember to reach out to us. You can also send us an email at uh, connect at beasnakebird.com. Reach out to us in that way as well if you want. So.
0: Yeah. And always remember, Snakebirds, whatever you do. And wherever you go. No matter what life throws at you. There's never been a better time to follow the words of Jesus. And watch the things you say. And be Be a Snakebird.
1: Words are but pictures of our thoughts. That's kind of a cool way to think about words, because they, they do reflect on what's in the inside. They're butt pictures. <laughs> yeah,
0: butt pic- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> words are butt pictures of our thoughts. Very, very yeah. well played. Oh, that was very immature. That's hilarious. Um... <coughs> ah, come on. I have like a catch that if I could just clear that, I feel You could feel get better. it. Yeah. You... <coughs> Sorry. I was like, I got it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> oh, <man>. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Bloopers right there.
0: There is that point of going. Is this harmful? Herm-
1: <laughs> what? did you... All right. Let's continue this. You gotta tell I me. I gotta this. tell you this story. Oh my gosh! I can't even imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. (coughs)
0: I think you've heard this story, but still. Maybe I have.
1: I don't think I have. I don't know. All right, let's finish this out. We're so close. Dadgum, uh...